Hi, I'm Margot, and you're listening to Working Title, a podcast about making the work in progress that is life after college work for you. Join me today as I get to the core of personal brands and why having a brand might actually be more healthy and productive than I ever considered. I realized I forgot what I set out to do on Working Title break the mold of who I built myself up to be in my head, challenge that, and be flexible in this next phase of my life. But if I'm being honest, it's been hard to do that. Rather than using this new platform as a form of self-expression and exploration, it's made me feel that I need to tighten my brand so I can make it easier to digest who I am as a person across multiple platforms. One of my biggest hesitations as a content creator has always been that I don't cross the line between enjoying making content and over-commoditizing or monetizing myself and my life. The more that I stressed about this new platform and having it align with everything else I'm working on via typeface and Instagram posts, I began to realize I was looking at myself as a product, not a person. This week, I was looking forward to debunking this generationally accepted myth that we need personal brands. After all, we're not products or services. We're people. And who better to talk to than the king of consumer branding himself, Christian, Christian Navarro. Thank you so much for joining me. It is such an honor to have you on Working Title. Oh, thanks for having me, Margo. Appreciate it. After graduating from Georgetown University, Christian worked in advertising agencies on accounts including Ray-Ban, Google, Disney, and Pete's Coffee. After moving up the ranks in advertising agencies, Christian shifted his focus to brand marketing, where he's been integral in creating some of the most iconic brands you might interact with every day. My first brand side job was at Levi's. Um, And once I started to realize that advertising was a small part of my day, but there was so many other things that were part of tending to this brand, whether it's brand strategy, research, brand planning, um, you start to realize that there's a lot more. And so when you work on the advertising side, your remit is a much sort of a small but important part of the marketing mix. But when you are in-house, you know, doing brand marketing, um, you realize that advertising is part of it, but there's so much more to think through as you're building a brand. In 2016, Christian was named Global Brand Director at Spotify, then moved to SoulCycle as the Senior Director of Brand Marketing and Creative. In those roles, he's been integral in making decisions that reach millions of consumers on a daily basis, and there's a lot more to his job than meets the eye. When I had a prep call with Christian a week or so ago, I told him I wanted our conversation to educate what a brand actually meant and highlight the juxtaposition of a personal brand versus a consumer-facing brand so that we, Gen Z, could start to separate ourselves from this concept that in order to navigate and succeed in this world, we need a brand. In that meeting, he swiftly proved me wrong. Humans, in fact, thrive when they have personal brands. You basically described a brand as everywhere that there's a consumer touchpoint. So whether a consumer is actually in a store or they're interacting with the brand online or they're seeing an ad, I think that's a really interesting concept. And it helped me to understand what branding really means because it seems like kind of an abstract concept. Yeah, I think, you know, it's easy to sort of the first place to think of, and it's not not true. Branding in some cases is a color palette and a font and how your images look. 
But I think what really the job of a brand and what a brand marker really is doing is again, building what that brand is for the consumer. And that is from a bunch of different things. That's how an experience with a brand is like, so think about experiential things. Think about, you know, a confirmation email you get after buying something online. Uh, you know, like it, it's not necessarily just like design elements. It's really, and again, everything that comes together around all the consumer touch points that really starts to build the brand. Um, you got as a brand marketer, you think of a brand as a person, like who's the kind of person you want this brand to be? What do they believe in? What are their values? What do they stand for? And I think that sort of takes it out of that realm of design necessarily mm-hmm. or color choices. Um, but it really takes, you know, it takes a brand into this world of like, what's the brand's personality? So think of a brand like Ben and Jerry's. It's very clear what that brand stands for, mm-hmm. right? And they uh, and they're they're very much on the cutting edge of many brands. They they probably go as far as you know. I think they probably share similar values to many brands, but they really articulate it in a way, and it right. comes it shows up in the world in a way that's so sharp and frankly sticks out because no one else is articulated that way. When you think about brands. Um, and you know, being flashier. It kind of depends on, frankly, what the brand is trying to do, right? Ben and Jerry's is a brand that has unbelievable values and are pretty admirable in terms of how they're bold and brave they are when they come out and take those things. They realized that the cultural context needed that, mm. so they went hard at it. So the way they've been talking on their social accounts, the products they make, like that's that that is all brand. That is all brand values driven. When you think of brands that live for their values, like especially recently, like a brand like Ben and Jerry's is pretty unreal. I love that example also because there's so much that Ben and Jerry's does behind the scenes where I love that to their core, that's who they are. And it goes back to this idea of if you're following all of your values, then everything you do will align regardless of what visually it looks like. And I think they, if you think about those values, it probably most likely extends, extends into their hiring practices, their, uh, you know, their people team practices. Like those values are essentially how an organization guides itself. Values are important for the inside of the company and all the behind the scenes stuff like you just said. Um, and of course, super important in sort of the external facing side of the brand. True or false, you have to be creative to have or make a personal brand. False. Um, that one's tough because I'm like on the fence between true and false. It's interesting because I would hope that you don't need to be creative to know what your values are. And that's what, that to me is the backbone of a personal brand is what your values are. You know, personal brand is a lot about, again, like about conversations and interactions and connections with people. Personal brand and values and creativity aren't mutually exclusive. Christian made it clear that brands are built on values, but how does that apply to our life outside of social media? True or false, having a strong personal brand makes you a stronger job candidate. True. Interesting. So you're thinking about candidates, right? So you're out to get a job. I think to an extent, you need to represent a point of view. And I think that if you're looking for a job uh, and they don't want to hire someone with a point of view, it might not be the right job for you to go to. (laughs) And so I think it's important to think about what, when you are going through interviews for a job, there's a level of personal branding I think is important to display. Depends on the job, depends on the company, but personally, 
um, I think it's really important to have that and display that to an extent when you're mm -hmm. um, looking at jobs. Yeah, something I love about what you're saying also is all of this happens offline. And I think, again, one of the more toxic parts of personal branding is that everything has to be externally facing and everything needs to be like your Instagram highlights have to look a certain way and your feed should look a certain way and you should have certain job title in your LinkedIn description. But really what it comes down to is the way that you're showing up in real life and how can you translate that online is a different skill, I guess. But the fact that you're actually sitting at the table or you're having a conversation with someone or dealing with a problem, that's really what it comes down to is really interesting and also makes me think about this concept that everyone is so multifaceted, but in jobs and even in friendships or relationships, you're only going to see so many sides of someone. So the way that you're choosing to present yourself is that brand. And it matters. Yeah. I think when you, when you're coming in, you got your personal brand, you've got limited time with someone. Yeah. It matters, right? You don't always have a conversation like we're having right now where I'm getting to know you and you're getting to know me. Right. So I think representing that at the jump um, and approaching it that way is pretty important. One of my uh, sort of personal mentors was an old boss of mine. Uh, his name is Christian as well. And he, um, he was president of an agency that I worked at, the last agency I worked at. And he was um, a global agency guy. He'd worked all across the world. He came from New York, moved to California, became president of the agency I used to work for. And I, at that time, was uh, an account person at the agency um, and very West Coast, and he was very East Coast. And some of the feedback he gave me really early on was that, well, Christian, you gotta, you gotta, when you're in a meeting, you have to have pointy elbows. You have to have an opinion. You have to show up into a meeting. And pointy elbows doesn't mean you're a jerk. It doesn't mean that you don't wanna listen to anyone else. But it meant coming in with an opinion and a point of view and presenting it in a way that really had some gravitas in the room that you're in. And even to this day, even though he taught me that lesson a pretty long time ago, I still think about that when I'm in meetings. Like what are the things where you can show up to a meeting, a discussion and have a strong point of view. Some, sometimes it's values-based depending on the conversation. Sometimes it's data-based, but bring a strong point of view and bring that to the table and represent that point of view. I think there's a nuance to pointy elbows though, because I think the, let's be real, on the face of it, a pointy elbows person is not someone you want at the table because they will probably just dominate the conversation and probably not have their, uh, you know, their point of view received really well. Mm. Um, but I think there's a nuance to it. And the nuance is that you have to not just have pointy elbows, but you also have to have a sense of really good listening and empathy. Because I think the, the combination of someone with a really well-informed opinion, a values-driven opinion, a data-informed opinion conversation, um, the combination of that, as well as someone who can listen, learn, internalize what other people are saying around the table, I think is pretty powerful. And I think that's where pointy elbows really like starts to shine is when you start to think about the folks who really can come in, have those conversations, have that back and forth come with a strong point of view, but really listen to the, the argument and really listen to the discussion. Um, and then that pointy elbows becomes a, really an exercise in sort of working with people to get to a consensus. I walked into this conversation believing that branding inherently means that we're externally facing. 
After getting a better understanding that branding essentially comes down to a company or person's values or morals, I wanted to leave this conversation knowing if branding could benefit us internally. A brand, you have to start from somewhere. You have to start from a foundation. Um, And I think the best brands in the world start from a foundation of something that they believe in, Mm -hmm. right? It might be articulated differently as audiences change and as culture changes, but the brands that start out... um, again, from a place of like strategic value and what they're bringing into the world, like what's the big thing this brand stands for, they've got an advantage. And if the consumer starts to change, then what does that mean for my values? Ultimately, the values for the most part should stay the same, but you might talk about it a little differently based on what the consumer's mindset is. As someone who has built brands that has substantial monetary impact because of brand love, Where is that evolution for personal branding? Because in the world of branding products and services, kind of the end goal is that you're seeing a financial gain, but for personal branding, unless you're a content creator with a lot of emphasis on that, what is the end goal with personal branding? Where is the end goal for personal branding? There is no end goal. Personal branding is a practice. It is a practice. It never ends. I don't think it ever ends personally. It's like yoga. The principles of yoga remain the same. You will never finish yoga ever, I think. Um, but I don't think there's an end to it. I don't think there's a, a, a sort of a, an end point to it. Like you don't know, like you'll never be done building your personal brand. I think the best personal brands, again, super values driven. They're built on, built on the foundation. It's constantly evolving because the world around you is evolving. But building a personal brand is a practice, full stop. I don't think there's, like, there's no other way to say it. Um, and there's not like this watershed moment where all your work as a, you know, as a personal brand is like great. Um, because as time goes on, you know, your personal brand needs to remain relevant. You have to continue to refine those values, to continue to be relevant, to continue to bring something different, to continue to have pointy elbows. Uh, in your sphere of, of people. So I think it's a, I think it's a practice. It's, there's no end point. After this conversation, I took some time to think about what my values are. Side note, I'd recommend you do the same. It's refreshing to remind yourself who you are, whether you're sharing it or not. It made me more confident in Working Title, a podcast dedicated to bringing you all into this journey that is life after college without having to tie it up in a pretty bow. A brand isn't how we show up online. It's who we are as people. And that should give you the freedom to explore how you're showing up in the world. The image you're broadcasting is an afterthought, not what you need to meticulously plan out on a social media scheduling app or perfectly curated feed. Sure, that matters. But as long as you stay true to who you are, the rest is just fun and games. In the first four episodes, you've all gotten to know who I am and where I've come from. Coming up on Working Title, exploring my personal brand and getting better insight on my values by means of conversations and reworking expectations. If you're enjoying Working Title, make sure to hit follow and find me on Instagram at margot.lee so you don't miss a beat. I'll see you guys next week.